Cheers, because this is the first time we've been drink drinking something other than red wine. Ooh. Oh, that was oh, shit. Oh, no, no so don't, these are like mum's like nice glasses. Hold this to get a ting. Oh. Ooh, hear that? That's the sound of it. Do you want to know, know why you hold this? Or why like kings would hold that? Why? Because um, like they didn't... <laughs> So you sound like you make this up because well. no okay because um they didn't like to t- like hold that yeah. kings would do that so that they wouldn't have to touch where peasants would have touched it when they like cleaned it so like it was oh my god chance. that is funnily enough the same reason why I hold my glasses <laughs> <Yeah>. like what <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate when that happens Ew. I know peasants anyway that's fucked are you sure that's true that sounds about right though. you can ask everyone in What's this the- room <laughs> <laughs> they will tell Mr. you Mr. Booby Pants what do you think. Mr. Booby Pants does well! <laughs> does a backflip? Yeah. <laughs> oh, classic Mr. Booby Oh, Mr. Booby Pants. You always know what to say. <laughs> Alright, so this week is Reconciliation Week in Australia. For our overseas listeners, which there are many of you, I'm sure. <laughs> Reconciliation Week is to raise awareness of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders' histories, cultures and identities and successes and to build relationships, respect, and trust between the wider Australian community and our first Australians. Did you read that or something? <laughs> no, I have that off the top of my head. I thought about it on I've got it off the website. <laughs> really, yeah. Well, that's why I just needed to get the definition to mm. really like, understand what it's about. So Reconciliation Week is a step towards a better future for all Australians, Australians. including the first Australians. Oh, okay, so um, I don't have much information about it, but my honourable mention is Faith Thomas. Did you see her? I think so. I think I've, yeah. Yeah, so she was the first ever, um, okay, make sure I get this right. Yeah, so she was the first ever Indigenous woman picked to play, um, or like to play uh, like in cricket, like a national group, but also the first ever Aboriginal women picked for any national sports team oh, ever. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, before, this was like, happened like later in her life because she was like a nurse throughout most of her life. Well, not most of her life, the start of her life. And then she, um, it was like someone was like telling her about like they had to miss cricket that weekend or something. And she was like, oh, she's like, can women play cricket? She's like, is that a thing? And then she's like, yeah, like, do you want to fill in for me? And she went to go play cricket and, like, ended up, like, loving it. really good at it, yeah. And then she, um, yeah, she was the, like, first ever, not only for just, like, being picked for cricket, but first ever Aboriginal woman to be picked for any national sports team ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she's, like, from, like, the recounts of her, she's apparently this just, like, super, like, personable, like, is personable a word? Like, just really, like, like she tells like everyone just says she just tells such a good story like and i don't know she just from like the accounts of it she just seems like she was lovely did you know that australia is home to the oldest continuing living culture in the world aboriginal people 
cultures been around for over 40,000 years, which, and even more, actually, I think there's even one where it's like 80,000 or something. There have been cave paintings that have been found that, like, that's really... What, of all the indigenous, like, indigenous around tribes the world. everywhere, it's the oldest living one. Really? Yeah. Um, and 10 years ago, the Australian government made it a national responsibility to address the gap that exists between Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and other Australians to improve the lives of Indigenous Australians. Yeah, white Australia has a lot to make up for. Yeah. 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 So one of the things we're doing is Reconciliation Week. Yeah. So in, in honour of Reconciliation Week, we've both chosen a woman from Indigenous descent um to yeah look inside because yeah part of the whole reason Theme. we did this to begin with is the women that weren't in our history books exactly. and I like I I personally don't know much like indigenous history like we learned yeah. about it in school but I don't know a whole lot so I think this is a really good way of um yeah introducing exactly um I, I was very interesting for me to like research all this like for example it's your, it's your country like yeah, yeah exactly it's like all the, and, like, this is just whole culture of people. And I find, like, Aboriginal culture so interesting. Like, yeah. all the art and, like, the um, the dances and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, you know. All Stories the, the and, like. Yeah, and, like, the, the dream time. Dream like, time. That's what, what I was like, cool. Very interesting. So, yeah, with this, I spent this afternoon reading closethegappmc.gov.au if you'd like to go there. Um, this is the government's point of view of what they're doing to close the gap between. Mm. Um, because there are all these. There's plenty of statistics and stuff. So what I'm going to say, instead of me reading out all the statistics, which isn't very audible... Audibly friendly. Audibly friendly, exactly. Uh, is go to closingthegap.pmc.gov.au and read it. Because it's actually, it's actually quite Do you want to, like, sum it up quickly? or just That's like... the point, is, like, there is a lot that... It's, but like, what, what is it? What are like? Oh, it's it's a it's the government has put out like a document yeah. where they're saying these are the measures we're we're taking we're putting in place yeah. to close the gap between like um the life expectancy of an Aboriginal person as opposed to an uh, another Australian person. Okay. It's like ten yeah. years. Yeah. There's like the pr- prisoners. There's yeah. I, I have all the stats later on, but yeah. like the children's life expectancy as well, like infant deaths and stuff. Like just this. It's really. All, yeah. Like. I think it was the the graph said per a hundred thousand people. It's either people or deaths. I can't remember. Per a hundred thousand people, two hundred fifty Aboriginal babies are more likely to die than like a hundred. The number a hundred of other Australians or oh something. Gosh. Oh fuck! Don't quote me on that one because I just really yeah. that up off the top of my head. But it's but it's it's like yeah. It's there's like there's good, just yeah. there's all these different like uh, health and education. Yeah. Like, before you know. Yeah. I don't know. Just read the read the document because I don't want to go too much into yeah. it. Yeah. I don't obviously all I did was read the document. Anyway, one interesting thing I did find during reading this document. What did you find? <clears throat> the Kurunkuri Katajin Dreamtime Project. Edith Cowan University's Kurunkuri Ketijin Support Unit is helping achieve increases in Indigenous women enrolling and graduating from the university through innovative initiatives like the Dreamtime Project. This project has seen an increase of 32% in the number of Indigenous women enrolling into university between 2014 and 2015. The interesting thing, aside from the actual interesting thing about that, Edith Cowan is the woman I did, remember when the one on the $50 I was going to say, I remembered that name. Yeah. yeah. So interesting, like coming Whoa, back into yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So yeah, so supporting uh, Indigenous women enrolling into university. 
and it was increasing 32 percent yeah that's the other thing um apologies in advance i feel like there'll be a lot of mispronunciations i've really tried my best i've actually written some phonetically so i get them right but that one's sort of yeah yeah the thing is here is that we're trying our best <laughs> That's it. That's what I think. It's like in the most innocent sense of the word, we're just trying our best. And if we get something wrong, I'm really sorry. But yeah, we're really not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm crying. Like, just like, I didn't mean to upset anybody. Yeah, we haven't even said anything yet. Yeah. Delicious. Okay. So. <clears throat> so, so, so. The cool women. Woman. 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 The cool woman who has done cool things is Sissy Austin. Sissy Austin. Sissy Austin. Mm hmm. All right, here we go. Here we go. Sissy's father, Neville, was a member of the Stolen Generation and was removed from his family when he was just five months old. Eileen Austin, which is Sissy's grandmother, who she was named after, so Sissy's real name is Eileen, but she's called Sissy. Anyway, took him to the hospital because he had a cough. This was in 1965. Mm -hmm. Eileen was $12 short from the boarding fees at the hospital. Um, which was, this is, they claim it's the reason why they took her baby away from her because she didn't have enough money to like pay for his stay in the hospital. She was $12 short. Oh gosh. For one night because he had a cough. Anyway, for 16 years, Neville was put into foster care and other institutions while, um, his mother wrote to the government and churches for 16 years is to bring still him her back. dad? Yeah. Yeah. So it's Sissy's, I'm talking about the, her, Eileen's grum child. Is the actual woman, but there's a bit of backstory into like the story, you know. Okay. So like the cool, yeah. Who's Eileen? Eileen's sissy's grandma. Okay, 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 okay. Because her dad was the one that went to the hospital. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So five month old baby, it just gets taken away for like fucking pretty much no reason. Yeah. And was put into foster care. Um, and for all those years, Neville wasn't told of his Aboriginal heritage. He wasn't told of his family or why he was in there. He was just a baby. Was he brought up with a family? Uh... He had over five different last names as he was shuffled to different families and homes and gosh, stuff. They were just all around. Gosh. For... Can't even, like... For, yeah. like, what? Like, it wasn't even for... It. Oh, my God. It wasn't even... Fuck, That's, like, fuck. the entire topic of just the stolen generation. I know. The stolen generation just like is an just endless thing. fucking awful. It's just fucking racism and bullshit, It's, honest. like, not... Fuck like, literally, shit. it is just basic human rights. It's... It's awful. It's fucking awful. It is awful. But, yes. Continue. So finally, when he was 16, that I think that's when they get, they're like old enough to get released from the system. Mm. They told him his real last name and that he was Aboriginal. And then they just were like, okay, see ya. And then he like didn't know where in his, where his family was, where it was from. What, he was just left on his own? Yeah. They were just like, okay, like you don't have to be, we don't have to take care of you anymore so you can leave. And he was oh like, oh. Gosh. Anyway, so he was actually... Able to track down his mother, and they were reunited once again, which would have been a very oh, lovely moment nice. after a terrible, tragic, horrible fucking thing that the fucking government did. 16 years of it. Yeah. Um, so they were able to be together for only eight years before Eileen passed away in 1989. Still, they got their time. Yeah, but they shouldn't have... They, yeah, no. They should have had her whole fucking yeah. life. They're his whole life. So she was writing letters and like all this stuff. She never like, never like once gave up hope, and she kept yeah. doing it. In 2011, Neville, Sissy's father, became the first Victorian Indigenous man to receive compensation and a written apology from the government due to his poor treatment. Oh. Um, and at the speech 
where he said the apology was a salute to a mother who never gave up loving me. So, Sissy was born in 1994. Oh. Like me. Oh. Yeah. Is she? Same age. She's oh. 23 soon. Cool. Yeah. That is cool, isn't it? That we is. Yeah, I was that's not like our age. Not Yeah. That is really yeah. cool. Um, I was not expecting that. Yeah, she said her journey as a young Gundichimara woman didn't begin when she was born. She is a child of the dreaming. They carry on their shoulders the thousands of generations of their ancestors. They carry, carry knowledge, wisdom, and strength, but also the pain and struggle that comes with their fighting spirit to tackle the injustices, injustices being blanketed on us. Because I wrote an, read an article written by her, so that's what yeah. she said. Unlike everyone else we've done before, there's no Wikipedia page or anything about her, so I've yeah. had to, like compile the no information. badass of the week. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. No badass of the week. So I've had to compile the information I know of her from articles and stuff like that. I've tried to follow her on Instagram, but she hasn't accepted my follow request yet. So she might, oh, really? She might not even. How many followers does she have? Like 800. Oh. Like, like sort of enough, but maybe she doesn't. She might not want to accept me. No, that's interesting. Anyway, so I was hoping, because what I was hoping is that she would accept me in time and maybe I could ask her a few questions, but... Um, that would be cool. But I can't find... I don't know. She's not on Facebook. I don't have her email. I don't, I don't know. Well, if, um, you know, you get it, we can do it next week or something, or the week after. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, hopefully. But I, she might not even accept me. So Anyway. So, yeah, that's what I read off of her. Yeah, so there's no Wikipedia page, so all the stuff that I'm saying is, like, stuff that I've sort of... So, like, it might be wrong, because I've yeah. fucking looked it up myself, so who knows. But what I can piece together, because that's what I'm saying, there's no child... Like early life, there's no like summary, you know. Yeah. So I've sort of had to like. Ooh, ooh. No. Anyway, so for what I've gathered, um, so she's a Gundijimara woman, which is okay. It's an indigenous group from apparently on Wikipedia, it's Western Australia, but on this map that I looked up, it's Warner Warnable, the Portland area. Okay. Yeah. So it's an indigenous group of people. I'm not sure where it's from. Yeah. Um, another Gundijimara woman of note is Charmaine Clark this is what I was talking about before, who was the first Aboriginal woman to lead a Senate for the Greens. Which my... um, Yeah. So I was like, lead a Senate for the Greens. I was like, Dad, what does that mean? (laughs) Because I have no idea. And he went on like a 25-minute, like, long... I was just like, okay, just tell me what it is. He's like, like, okay, so when the government was first formed, I was like, oh, my God. Charmaine Clark was the first Aboriginal to lead the Senate. Interesting enough, was just from the same group of indigenous people. I just completely. What was the connection with Sissy? She's a Gundichimara woman, which is oh, an okay. indigenous group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gotcha. also. I was just like, yeah, I went cool. to go look her. That's the one that I looked up, and she seems cool too. I don't know if there's enough information to like. But I looked. I looked there. up a couple people. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sissy Austin was the only Aboriginal person in her school in Ballarat, so she had to engage in. Um, events outside of school to explore her cultural heritage. Just another interesting fact. Did you know that Queen Victoria Market is on top of an Aboriginal burial site? Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really... Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not good. Cool. Apparently there's a few European settlers like chucked in there too, but... Yep, like the market... settlers? Yeah, the people oh, in the, the boat. Bur- oh, yeah. right, yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, I know. Interesting. You wouldn't know that. Would no, you? I wouldn't. I get, yeah. Pretty good. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I didn't actually find a lot of information on her 
early life. So we're just going to skip to when she was 19 because that's the only things that I can find. Her brother and her were two Indigenous ambassadors of the Centre for Indigenous Education and Research on World Youth Day in Rio. So she's 19 and she's going to Rio to talk about like indi- indigenous rights and stuff like that. I was going to youth day in, in, um, in Rio. Yeah, I'd like. For what? It was just like, it was like a, um, it was like a thing that you could do. Like the option was there, but I was I think like, school. Yeah, I think it was school. When was that? That she was not, so I would have been. It would have been 2013. Oh, okay. Maybe I didn't. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking something else. I, there was a youth day I was going to go to, but I remember <laughs> I was pretty young. Was it in Rio, Jess? No, it was like overseas, oh, but it was okay. like, I was, a di- it would have been a different youth day. So she actually went. <laughs> I think let's, I probably could have gone. Let's like, talk about me yeah. and my option to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. Meanwhile, yeah. she spoke at the Yeah, yeah, time. exactly. She was like, like asked to be there on, on behalf. Yeah, but I could have gone. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Anyway. Um, when Sissy was 20, she was nominated as a local hero as a part of the Courage to Care exhibition. The, what in, kind of the exhibition? intention... So the tr- the Courage to Care is a travelling exhibition that aims to inform and educate Australians on the dangers of prejudice and discrimination. Yeah, where she got her own little like thing. Um, Plug. Yeah, like a part of the exhibition. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, the chairman of Courage to Care, Victoria, stated, "Sissy is an incredible young woman. Her speech was very powerful on Sunday about what she believes in and fighting for the rights of her people. She is not a bystander. She is an upstander." And um. Sissy leads a number of campaigns seeking acknowledgement for the traditional owners of the region in which she resides. With strength and passion, she advocates for telling the acknowledge- telling and the acknowledgement of the story of the Jajararong people. Um, Sissy works on a number of committees advocating for the Koori. Koori is Aboriginal people of Victoria and New South Wales. Like, like learning all this stuff, I was like, okay, that means that. And that. So this, I, was, I, know, I got my click hole today where I was like, what, all, what does this mean? Like, what are, 70 what tabs open. Yeah. yeah, literally. Mm. Um, and is not afraid to challenge and educate organisations and individuals on their cultural awareness and inclusion standards. Okay, I've really obviously copied this from the website that I read. That's okay, but whoops. She does not stand for bullying, discrimination or racism and as she and she calls it as she sees it, which is like... Yeah, bitch. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, offering support to all parties to better equip them and learn and work together. She also started a dance group with her friend Amber Lovett. Love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Loves that. Yeah. Uh, called the Namarili Bugarook Dance Group, which she performs traditional dance at local events and celebration to highlight the Aboriginal culture is still alive in the youth and community. Fun. Oh, and that'd be you, so you, much fun, yeah, actually. Yeah. Imagine. Oh, yeah. my God. So much I, movement. I know. Have you seen... Yeah, have you seen the dance and stuff like that? That's fucking cool. Yeah. Mm. So in 2014, both Sissy and her brother were the first to join the Pride of Australia recipients of the Young Leader category for their contribute contribution to the Indigenous community. So may I remind you, this is when she's like, I think she just turned 21. So she's like, she was like working at a school at one point, yeah. like encouraging the Indigenous students to like, how much she's doing a degree in oh social work. Gosh. I think at the same, it says Deakin University at one of the things. Yeah. I think it's the one in Geelong. Though, but yeah, that yeah, means yeah. me and I went to the same university. So yeah, think about all this shit. Twenty one. I complain like, about working and studying at the she's same like time. She's like doing all this stuff. 
In September 2014, she attended the Straight Talk National Indigenous Summit for Indigenous Women, um, which focused on how to create change at a higher level. And these are a few like quotes that she said. Mm. I've come home with a message that I want everyone to know about, that anything is possible, especially for women. When I was in Canberra, I was told that the issues of Indigenous women weren't of our making, but they are still our issues. So much change is happening, and I want to continue to strengthen the younger generation by learning ways to create change. She said there's a stigma in regional Victoria regarding Indigenous people, but a change is in our midst. It can be hard to hold on to your roots when you live in smaller towns, she said. I never had a chance to connect with my culture in Dalesford, but now I'm stepping out of my comfort zone to teach people the power of identity. People are responding and they want to fight for their culture too. As Indigenous young people, we are standing on the shoulders of giants, and the giants are our ancestors. It's important to reflect on the fight people have fought and how others have stepped up. Yeah, so Ooh. she's fucking doing... She's switched on. So, yeah, yeah, she's got it, you know? Yeah. And it's fucking awesome. That's good. It's good that it's, like, a really, like, young, like, person. Yeah, like, she's, that's what she, all her focus is like, on changing young people's minds yeah. and, their, and showing their potential and saying that, yeah, we are, we do have the capacity for change and we can oh, progress. It's very positive, you know? Yeah. And, like... It's very relatable as well, yeah. I feel like. Especially coming from, like, she's, like, pretty much, like, our age. Exactly, and that's what I found really interesting was, like, she is our age, like, actually fighting for something... To, towards a change and she's actually doing things whereas like I feel like you know oh like I'm just a young idiot like I am a young idiot I'm <laughs> such a young idiot but like you know oh like I can't really do much this sort of thing but she's yeah. actually like stood up going to doing all these things like making a change like having a fight war talk, talk yeah a lot of action to yeah. back up her words exactly yeah. um anyway change of pace but I just wanted to share my personal opinion about this in 2016 Sissy took to her personal Facebook page against, to protest against an Aussie icon-themed party in her hometown of fucking Ballarat, <laughs> where people turned up it covered in black body paint. Two men posed for photos in full blackface, wearing lap lap, which, which is like the cloth that they wear, oh, um, after painting their entire bodies black. Another partygoer painted her face black and turned up as Kathy Freeman, wearing a cape. She's since, since highlighting the offensive um, conduct um, so bad. Sissy's been abused on Facebook and like people were like messaging her but this is I just want to show you the thing oh my god yeah that's like so fair enough oh my god I just can't even describe this photo without like me is I'll link she, it is link this it what bio. she said yeah that's this is her status being told I should, I should read it I'll read yeah it. read it through the social media world, I've been called a bully, been told I should be ashamed of myself, and been told that I'm a horrible person. The reason for this is because I am fronted with the individual who casually uploaded this photo after an Aussie icon-themed party last night. After stating that this was pure racism, um, the individual and a group of his person's friends stood up and all argued that this is not racism and that Aboriginal people have it easier than everyone else in this country. Oh. These people are—they look so angry. Anything more than small-minded would just be like a surprise, honestly. After being lost, uh, unfortunately, these people were my high school friends and a few close ones at that. After being lost for words amongst the debate on this photo, I've come to the conclusion of how I am feeling about all of this. One, I will st stick strong in that it is racism, which it fucking is. We can guarantee it, we it can is. can confirm this Can confirm is, like, is racism. Yeah. Two, I do not care how many friends I lose if this means fighting for what is right and fighting for the respect and understanding of Aboriginal culture in this country. 
I thank those who stuck up for this publisher of this photo and those who are in it. You have shown me that I have a lot of fucking work to do in this country and I will fight the battles, tears and emotions until it is time for the next generation to take over. We must not be blinded in the racism by the race... We must not be blinded to the racism that is in this country. And remember, observers are equally as disgusting as the offenders themselves. No one will break my uh, Gundichimara spirit and it's impossible to shrink the fight that I have inherited as a proud Austin woman. Fucking good on it. I know. So my legend, because like, how good? See, first of all, it's so well said. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And that, and that would be like, when it does come to like saying something against people you know, it's trying so, to call them out exactly. and just like letting them know, it would be so much harder. Like just like, I don't know, just especially people that you know and like. Yeah, but fucking blackface isn't fucking funny it's and not. I'll never Next. stand behind it. I've had people fucking say to me that it's just a joke, they should get over it. And I will never no. fucking let that down because it's, it is not funny. No, isn't that. It's also just, it's small-mindedness in the fact that if they, if obviously it's a thing that it is known to be racist, even if you don't understand why it's racist, that's what I've don't do it. If everybody else is fucking saying it, like, maybe it might be something to reconsider. You are not always right. Close-mindedness, sorry. It's clo- yeah, yeah. close-mindedness. And small-mindedness, and they're yeah. all fucking shit. It's literally, like, less funny than an Adam Sandler movie, and that shit is not funny. Okay, let's not, like, get crazy with the references. <laughs> Have you seen... Okay. No, no, I'm just saying, yeah, it is that really just, like, stupid banana peel on the floor. But, like, that shit's funny. It's not offensive. So is Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> <laughs> not his recent ones, but, like, you know. Uh, Mr. Like, Deeds. Yeah, it was like 50 first dates. All right. Relax. <laughs> Big Daddy. <laughs> I'm like, and you're small-minded. Yeah. You're close-minded. Yeah. See, the thing is, the bananas aren't going to get offended offended if you fall over. You know? Yeah, I, just, I think we've both got wrong references. Yeah, it's just like, fuck sense. this shit. Like, don't fucking do it. Yeah. Don't you do it. I hate... Oh, it makes me so angry. All right. So, Sissy helped organise the annual Koori Youth Forum. What's Koori? Do you remember? Victoria and New South Wales. Did you just tell me? Yeah, I just told you the answer. Because okay. you weren't going to get it right, so... Well, you I'm ready. <laughs> Were you going to get it right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. Anyway... So she helped organise the annual Curry Youth Forum, um, and so I watched this video on YouTube of her. Um, it's an Oxfam video, you can look it up. Just type in Sissy Austin into YouTube, it's probably the first one that comes up. Um, yeah, so I think she works for Oxfam, I saw that somewhere, but again, seriously, no Wikipedia page, I really don't know. The issue that's most on her heart is the incarceration of Indigenous Australians. They make up 3% of the population, but they are 50% of the inmates in our prisons. That's insane. I know, right? Yeah. Aboriginal women are 15 times more likely to end up in prison than other women. Really? Wow. That's 15 times. Yeah, exactly. A lot of times. Shit is fucked. So she hosted an annual Koori Forum. High profile position people um, were there and like they were asking the young people like what they can improve on, like what should be happening, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, And they were, the the older people were really taking in what the young people were saying Um, and then there was this massive realisation of the enormity of the issues that still exist in our country today. Um... And that they realise that young people really actually do have the solutions and a way forward. 
she said she was like it was like one of the first times I'd ever been in a room with older people that were actually really listening and like taking what we it is very much usually like Like, written off yeah yeah, and they're like they're either not listening or like telling you what you know or like blah 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 correcting your thoughts yeah like yeah yeah yeah. it usually is a pretty like close-minded conversation uh like yeah exactly it was a really nice environment apparently the people who people were getting actually quite emotional in 2016, the state government of Victoria gave funding to the Kuri Council to implement the solutions that those young people presented at the forums. Yeah. So the government are actually making change from what Sissy and the other Indigenous Australians cool. said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she thinks it's really important to have these spaces for young people to contribute and that there's nothing more powerful than a young person's story around the issue that they're facing. Sissy says that her people has survived for thousands of years, therefore she is confident that they can tackle this issue and strengthen young people. So on an article for Bits and Bods, which you can look up on Tumblr, this is how I found it because I follow them on Facebook. So she says in the article, which you can look up Bits and Bods at Tumblr and Sissy Austin's article. Uh, she wrote about May 26th, which is Sorry Day, and what this means to her people. Sorry Day was first held in 1988, a year after a report bringing them home was acknowledged that Aboriginal children were forcibly separated from family, community and culture since the European invasion, which her father was one of those people. Mm. Um, Koori kids make up the one... Koori kids make up less than 1% of Victoria's population, yet make up 20% of kids in care. The 2016 statistics show that in Victoria there are uh, 1,700 Koori kids in care. Yeah. In 2017, our women are living in fear of having their babies taken away. Many of our children are growing up not knowing where their siblings are, who their siblings are. Our elders are experiencing a new wave of trauma in hearing that there are now more Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children being removed from the, removed from them at the time of the stolen generation. This is not okay. This is a crisis. This is everybody's business. Our children are silenced by the oppressor. Our mothers are traumatized by the system. Our communities are living in survival mode and taking kids in where they can. On Sorry Day, the 26th of May, and every day, I encourage to be there for the ones who are hurting, for our elders, for our aunties and our uncles, for our children. I encourage white Australia to listen, to listen to my people and use your privilege to amplify our voices where appropriate and know what is happening in this country. Our children need us more than ever before. You know, there is, that's like literally what you were saying before, there is that stigma that like, you know, we are, but I'm just a nobody, like I'm a student who like can't do, like, you know, there is, there is stuff you can do. Like, first of all, even if it's as small as it is, becoming informed, become, like acknowledging, like knowing what well, happened. That's what and I like, was like, yeah, unfortunately, probably wouldn't have been prompted to take the time to like look through, I mean, take the fucking who I'm, I've got all the time in the world. Yeah. But like, I would have been prompted to look up the fucking close the gap document you know this sort of shit like i just don't think about it because it doesn't affect me and it's selfish these issues happening right now that like i it's just easy to be like oh you know like but what can i can do yeah yeah like really what can i do i'll tell you one if you see some racist fucking motherfucker do blackface fucking tell them off yeah seriously it's like your sore spot. Yeah, I'm just getting, I just get really angry. This is my problem with like anything. It's just like I can't have a proper discussion with anyone because I just get so mad. Yeah. Um, 
I just know some fucking racist old white people. They just suck. They're about there's people and there's people They're that like everywhere. Seriously, and in Melbourne, but I, I think, like think we're so fucking yeah. Forward, no, but definitely there is not. A long way definitely to go. not. And then I, that I, that's another reason I think that like one of the best things you can do, especially if you're in a state of like, oh, but I'm so busy and I'm a student and I don't know what that is. Like, one of the biggest things you can do is, like, taking the time out of your day to just become informed. Know, like, know about history. Know about history in your country. Just, like, and it's just stuff that you think that you know, think that you, like, have a valid opinion on. But, like, some people are so, like, even now, just, like, people, the way they talk, like, because you don't, you don't want to be that overbearing person who's, like, there's no need to, like, say their thing. Like, you know, say their, like... Seeing it from a different perspective and being able to just, like, acknowledge that in the first place, I think, is something that, especially the younger generation who, like, claims to be, well, not even claims to be, but is, like, a more progressive, you know, like, accepting generation can work on, definitely. And there have been a lot of times where I've been in conversations with people where I've, I've chosen to be a by, like a bystander where I'm like, you know what, like they've said something racist or they've said something offensive that I know that if they continue to act this way, they will, you know, they'll never change, that yeah. sort of thing. And like, but I don't want to be the person that like tells them off or like look bad or something. But it's like, fuck you, yeah. myself. Fuck you, myself, yeah. you know, fuck myself. Because like <laughs> there are people who get it fucking spat in their faces. There are people yeah. who deal with this shit all the time. And what, the only thing you're not willing to compromise is like your own like image or like worst what comes people to think worst, about you. Someone calls you a fuck? bitch, yeah. Yeah, which people have called me before. Yeah. So like what do I fucking care, you know? Yeah. But um but at the same time with this especially, I was like, I wanna talk about it in a way that's like like, a sensitive to the issue, but also not being like, I know everything. Like, yeah. listen to my point of view on Indigenous Australians. Like, I don't know shit. Like, I haven't grown up feeling the things that they felt. All the only thing that I could do is what Sissy said, is to, like, amplify her, their voices where appropriate. Yeah. And so I hope that we've sort of, hopefully, done that with this. Three hours later. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Squarepants. Do you reckon you'd be... I reckon I'd be Spongebob and you'd be Patrick. I don't really watch Spongebob. That's good. Oh, my God. That sounds so much better. I know. Than that. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. What? What? Then this. Of course. This is what this is for. It's a guard. It's a sound guard. Stop it. But, like, I get the the shit bit. Oh, you were talking the whole time. You were talking. Okay, do you want to make sweet love to yourself if that's what's happening? Because sweet, it's sweet, sweet. Okay. Okay, so we're going to talk about yours now. Yeah. Your women who have done something cool. I'm really interested because I really want to continue that interesting conversation we were just stop? having three seconds ago. <laughs> you stop reading this off your palm. <laughs> what you've written down. Your name is Jessica. I believe you have something to tell me. <laughs> you are a Scorpio. Are you a Scorpio? Am I? Are you a Scorpio? I reckon you're a Scorpio. You're just saying that because I said Scorpio. Cancer, which is my star sign, gets along best with Taurus, Pisces, and Scorpio. Anyway, who gives a fuck? Doesn't surprise me that you're Scorpio. That was my opinion. That was my thing. There you go. Where is your scroll? Um. Yeah. Here we go. Let's here talk about it. Now. I'm actually. I'm excited to hear. No, I think it's actually quite a fancy word juxtaposition oh. our two um women just because 
you've done someone who's re- not relatively you've done someone who's quite modern and relevant in today's which like very active active in today's like yeah Yeah. but while mine is quite like a really like dated story um but my uh, woman who's done a cool thing way back throwing it way back is Tara Nora (laughs) known as so this is her easier name that I could have just pronounced in the first place um Aboriginal leader known as Welia Welia Welia, sorry, yep. Um, she was known as Welia by the sealers of Bass Strait, who were her captains. But okay, yes. so you should definitely talk, call her by her Wayla. original name, because you could. It's like no, but that's no, no, but that's no, no, but that's her like re- reputation. Do you get what I mean? Like it's kind of like not not in a bad way, but it's also just like they all just say also known as Wayla. Wayla. What some of it? It was she's just known as Wayla. Okay, well then just say well. Alright, I'm gonna say it's well yeah. Well yeah. Okay, well yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say well yeah. No, it's like that, yeah. So she was in eighteen hundred, um, near Emu Bay in Van Diemen's land, and she was a woman of the Tomigin people. It's Emu Bay Kangaroo Island, Tasmania, it's in Tasmania. Okay. But yeah, so she was born in the eighteen 18- 1800s so in her teens she was abducted and sold to white sealers on the Bass Strait Islands Aye. yeah so it's like already but sealers yeah. what were they doing sealing sealing yeah sealing hunting crocs no they were hunting seals oh that's I, I prefer your version but like innocently yeah. just sealing up crocs sealing some crocs <laughs> I've got a couple crocs <laughs> Yeah, this was at a time where women were stolen, were stolen and were enslaved and tortured, and this was all in attempts to make them submissive so that they could be raped and traded for goods, services, animals. I know. I know, this is rough. We need to talk about it, though. We do need to talk, because this is is what was happening, and, like, it's the non-pretty version. Yeah. Yeah. So, Taryn Nurer... Can I call it T? Is that too? <laughs> well, up, well up. Is that too new age? Just call it T. If you can't pronounce it, it's better than you not pronouncing it every time. Because T is technically not not correct. While this was happening, so all these women were stolen and enslaved and tortured, she refused to bend and instead she nurtured her anger and hatred towards the sealers. And they, to that, became increasingly frustrated at her refusal to be victimised. Which, like... Interesting. Back then was, like to have that kind of an attitude in the situation that she was in being stolen at, in her teens was quite um, notable. So um, while she was un- in captivity, she became proficient at speaking English from observing and took particular notice of the use of and operation of their firearms. So, um, yeah, so while she was... This is where if it was in a movie, she'd be, like, sitting there... And then it would be like pretending to like yeah, it's like a close up of her eyes, and then like her eyes are like looking at something, and then it's like close up of the gun. Yeah, literally. But she's like like pretending to like pick berries and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. the man's like like clicking his gun or some Mm -hmm. shit. (laughs) Whatever you do with a gun. And that, if anything, like back then, it's just close ups. Power of bloody 
underestimating women. Yeah. It's just, like, history in the making. Done too often. But, um... Yeah, so in 1828, she escaped from the sealers and returned to her uh, country. It says country, but I assume just, like, her her land, um, where she gathered both men and women, and this was um, notable as well, that it was, a, like, of both sexes and from different groups to lead the remnants of her people to war um, with strategically planned attacks to initiate warfare against the invaders. Wow. So, yeah, so she gathered people. So from different groups, this would have been, like, different, I don't know if to say, like, tribes, but, like, just groups. Yeah, groups, um, indigenous groups. Yeah, which, like, already, like, but, like getting people together and men and women was, um, for, I don't know what else to say, but notable, yeah, for, like, at that time. Um, yeah, so she personally trained the warriors in use of the firearms. <gasps> so she, but no, because they didn't have them, but she taught them. Did she learn from when she was a slave? No, she learned like effective battle tactics in like against them because they were most, she like taught them that they were most vulnerable between their times that their guns were being discharged and before they were able to load. So because this is they back were in the days before automatic slow weapons. slow to load yeah. their guns like that was a perfect time to attack the enemies. So oh. that's where she taught them like guerrilla warfare and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it was like strategies of killing them in between that time because obviously up against that's why like you know that's you know like when they were invading they were at such an advantage because of these like technologies if you will she learned how that could like because they they didn't have guns or anything like that but she like taught them how that they could use that to advantage so yeah introduced some guerrilla warfare strategies by killing livestock that's what they practiced on and she would um she would stand on a hill to organize the attack and she would abuse the settlers and dare them to come or be speared Um, she was just fucking fighting she was like from what it sounds, she was just an angry person who just had some well, she was to unleash. Which just has to be every right. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, like, if you weren't angry, like yeah. Will be, yeah. So she hated so she they the Luta Tawin, which was the white man, she hated them as much as she did the black snake. And this was all for like the injuries that were perpetrated against her and her people um, through, like, massacre, torture, enslavement, incarceration, disease, and stealing Aboriginal women, mostly by, uh, in that area, by the sealers. So after experiencing conflicts with other Aboriginal groups, because she bound a lot of um, groups together, so, yeah, they came into conflict with it, they, they challenged her and she ended up escaping to Port Sorrel, with two of her brothers and two of her sisters, where she was again abducted by sealers and taken to Bird Island to catch seals and mutton birds. So by this time, she'd, like, obviously gained, like, quite a reputation as, like, she was, like, the leader of this, um, like... Rebel. Yeah, like, this rebel rebel force. That's the way to put it. Um, So she had to kind of hide, because they knew who she was, and I assume they called her the... Well, well, yeah. Um, yeah, so she had to conceal or hide her identity and she was known to the sealers as Marianne because a lot of the leaders actually knew about her. So she 
just said, yeah, she said she was Marianne and she was just like a, like a com, common but yeah. Um, a but peasant that would hold the glass like this. Hold it like instead that. Instead of like that. <laughs> she was but no one. But yeah, and then, but she was then, her identity was revealed in 1830 and she was taken to Swan Island after it was suspected that she was plotting the murder of one of her sealers. Um, but it was foiled by one of Robinson's agents. I realise I've just mentioned Robinson's without actually saying. So George Robinson was one of the main, um, I think he was one of the, like, a captains. Like, he was, like, leading the, like, in, mm. like, invasions and stuff. So a lot of his accounts, like, a lot of the accounts come from his personal diary and his interactions with her. Because he, he was, like, if there was ever, like, have you seen, like, um, Catch Me If You Can? Uh, you know, there's, like, one person yeah. that's, like, always just, like, they got the vendetta. When he, George Robinson, captured her, and he was known as protector of the Aborigines. Oh. Uh, yeah. Is he why? Yeah. Get he, him he out like, of here. What he was, like, care? no, no, he was, like, the one, like, in capturing them and, like, you know, he's, like, this oh is for their God. own well-being, like, stuff like that. So symbolic. What a dick. Yeah. Get um, him out of here. Yeah. Hope he's dead. No. <laughs> So 18, obviously did. 1830, you'd hope so, like, literally. But, um... <laughs> he's he was, still around. It's like... If anything, it'd be more torturous if yeah. he was still alive. But, um... Yeah, he was elated with her capture, and he believed it was a most fortunate thing that she was captured and stopped from her murderous career. Um... What? What do you mean, murderous career? She, One, do you mean all the seals that you're clubbing? Or two... <laughs> <laughs> like the, the Aboriginal people, or just all the no, other people you're killing. Because like everything he's doing just doesn't count as like anything. It was here that she was kept in isolation for fear that she would incite a revolt on the island. Um, and he wrote in his diary again an excerpt in 1831 that nearly all of the mischief perpetrated upon the different settlements had been traced back to Taranoro's warriors she fueled her anger in that she never just stopped like fighting and like causing trouble but that's why she was put in isolation oh yeah um and she later became ill and died of influenza <gasps> sorry wait in no, prison no, can i do that again <laughs> it's it's just like it is not it's just sad, it's sad. It's so sad and i'm just also ending it <laughs> Is that the end? We need to make sure we don't just end on, and then they die. No, I'm going to add some. I'm going to add some. I should have, I should have, like, we should have done it second, but yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, and then she later became ill and died of influenza on the 5th of June, 1931. <gasps> on the 5th of June? Jess! That's tomorrow! Oh, my God. <gasps> That's, like, within a few hours. What year? 1930, 1831. 1831. What's okay, that? I don't so know. I don't 2000 know. and... Wait, 2017. Actually, can I work it out? No, I'm not going to work it out. Okay. Where am I? Okay, well, so 2017 minus 1831. 185 years ago. Tomorrow, 185 years ago. How? Within, like, a few hours. Can we actually look in this room? Like, everything wouldn't have been... Absolutely everything wouldn't have been here. It was the Boonarong. 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 This would have been the Boonarong people's land. Literally, ev- like, 
ev- this everything. plant that's only existed for a matter of weeks oh, at least. Real. Yeah. Huh. I've just been replacing it. Um, All the shit. Me and you. That. This. That. That. This. That. that with. This. That. Look. Wouldn't have been here. But yeah, I can't believe Fifth that. Fifth of June. Fifth of June. That's cool. That's tomorrow. Legit. That's crazy. But her story ends where ours begins. Yeah. I get it. I sort of wish that we did the Sissy Austin story, like, after that one, because, like, it's an end song. That's what I thought when I was, like, should we? Yeah. But at the same time... But she was, let's finish on a great note, she had fought on behalf of her people with bravery and tenacity in a war for which there are no memorials, which is a sad note to end on. But um, this in itself is somewhat of a memorial in that we're remembering... You know, well, I would have never known about Turner. Neither would have I. Neither would have I. Neither I would have I. Is yeah. That, is that right? Neither. Yeah. Neither I would have. <laughs> I would have neither. <laughs> what is it? Neither would have I. <laughs> yeah, so in its own way, we're remembering her and her spirit and tenacity and bravery, which I think, you know, that's the best we can yeah. do. She was a fighter. Love she her. was a fighter. There's a lot of things I I've learned stuff. Have you learned stuff? Too? Yeah. Maybe she to might. be honest, it wasn't the justice that she deserved. No. But it's something. A portion of it's, the justice. If, that she if there's got. anything we can do, is remember and like not not like uh, sweep it under the rug. You yeah. know, like that that their suffering was real and awful, and it's something that Australia should acknowledge and apologize for, and like compensate for yeah. you know every like through their museums their mu- memorials their like walking tours everywhere they say the absolute worst thing we could ever do is pretend that it didn't happen yeah we should just end it because otherwise it's going to turn into a rant so. yeah well so planned. <laughs> I was going to say that you messaged me today being like you're not doing Kathy Freeman I, yeah I literally said Jess a message being like you better fucking not do Kathy Freeman <laughs> Like looking up, no, because did, did you look up? Kind no, of no, no, because I was looking up lists, oh. you know, I was looking up yeah, like yeah. lists of like indigenous, it's just because it's like and one's like Jessica Malboy game, up, like Kathy Freeman, her. but it's just like, yeah, there's like more Aboriginal women than Kathy that would have been that would have been it's such just like a, yeah. it's just like it's like doing like the Mary Antoinette. It's like we we did this podcast so that we could explore people, teach ourselves things that we wouldn't have already known, yeah, that's true. I advise go and just at least look up close, closing the gap, the government um, document. Yeah. That, again, also is from the government's point of view. So they're going to be like, we've done all of yeah. this. But they do say we're not going to achieve our goal of closing the gap by 3034, like 2034, yeah. all this sort of stuff. Yeah. The message that you could have from Reconciliation Week is for the Indigenous Australians that you do know or are in contact with, support their voices and make sure that they're heard yeah. and taken seriously. Definitely. And also when you experience uh, racism or something offensive mm-hmm. and something that needs to be addressed that right then and there, don't be afraid be to fucking... Person. Yeah, be and that fucking person. Not, not even that. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be... And it's the thing that gets caught. It doesn't have to be a confrontational approach. It can literally be just like letting someone know that like the way that they're saying something is just it's there's a better way of saying it all right all right sound off <laughs> whatever bye i'm sorry <laughs>
I need you to like do it with more passion. We've had a very no because I I just episode. said I was like sign I said signing off and I was like oh god yeah you, you said that you've already said that before have I yeah God I've said a lot of things that I just don't say <laughs> but whatever no you say them. I know, I know that I say them. Yeah, but like, you're just unhappy that they're not cool. That's, I know. Yeah. Not cool. And anyway, bye. bye.